0: You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hello everybody, my name's Jack Barksdale and you're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today I'm here with Ed Snodderly, a really amazing singer-songwriter and musician. And he's got a new album coming out next month called Chimney Smoke. It's a really great album and I'm really excited for it to be out in the open for everyone to listen to how are you doing ed
0: hey i'm doing good jack good to good to see you and good to be here
1: yeah Yeah. i'm really excited i've i've been listening to your music and i just love your sound and i i love roots music so it's
0: what what strikes you okay you've not heard it before really until you got a copy of it but what was sort of hitting you that you went well this is kind of good
1: i don't know it's it's kind of like a mix you're talking about your music right
0: I am I'm talking yeah. about you just heard that chimney smoke record.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a mix of of course roots music and songwriters like Guy Clark yeah. and like writing of uh you know uh, Chuck Cannon. Uh,
0: I I know the name. I don't I'm not as familiar with his writing but yeah, yeah
1: just... he's a uh, he's got some really uh, great songs. He's a great Nashville writer but he also Yeah. Uh, has his own career where he writes, you know, the songs that he yeah. he likes got to it. sing. yeah. It's just a blend of so many genres that I really like.
0: Yeah, and well, good. Really,
1: really very pleasant to listen to the mu- the instrumentation is amazing.
0: Yeah, I, it's a record that has some really, really quality musicians on there. You know.
1: Yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask you about that. So, I saw that on the album, you had the the shoestring seven.
0: Yeah, how yeah. you like that? the shoestring seven? It turns out that there's seven studio musicians is um, John Gardner on percussion. Who's played with um, he's played with everybody
1: yeah.
0: from Dixie Chicks to Mike Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most late to, until uh, um, uh, he passed away, Don Williams. So John on percussion, uh, Gary Smith is a really good bass player and he's also a doctor. And I played oh, wow. music with him in another band. And then uh, Steve Henson on steel and uh, lap steel guitar and Steve Kahn on keyboards. Mm -hmm. And then Kenny Vaughn on electric guitars Mm -hmm. and Greg Scruggs, who, I mean, yeah, Gary Scruggs, a great musician. He plays everything. Mm -hmm. His grandfather was Earl Scruggs. Oh, wow. And then uh, Sean Camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so between that number, so it came uh, came to me going, Oh, okay. Let's have a little band. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not only in the, uh, Oh, how about the shoestring seven? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it kind of is fun. Shoestring. Yeah. Shoestring. We had, um, we had little nicknames in the recording and my producer RS field, mm-hmm. he and I are the same age and we grew up kind of with the same influences, even though he's from Mississippi. And I'm from East Tennessee. We still had a lot of the same influences and things we liked. So one day he's in the studio and he goes, okay, Ed, uh, what's your nickname? I'm going, oh, uh, uh, I guess it's shoestring because I'm trying to make sure that we have enough money to make this work. And so shoestring budget. I said, what's your nickname? And he thought about it. He goes, my nickname, my nickname be Kilfee. K-I-L-L-F-E-E. And in a contract, there's always a little kill fee that you can get out of the contract. So he said, I'll be kill <laughs> <filthy." laughs> fee. <laughs> and um, uh, so we had those little nicknames. So when it came around to name a band, I went, oh, I'll just call myself the Shoestring Seven. <laughs> anyway, we yeah, like this to say we had a lot of fun and it was like being in a little clubhouse when he said okay what's your nickname what what's your nickname man it's like so it's fun yeah yeah, yeah that's it, really cool it and, is cool uh,
1: i i wanted to to ask you kind of how you got into music how you started playing and writing and all that
0: um i started i i was 12 years old and i'd been out in the neighborhood we lived really on the edge of being out in the country And my best friend, who I met when I was six years old, right next, one road over was a 300-acre farm, dairy farm, cows, Mm -hmm. uh, tractors, this and that. So I spent a lot of time there, And um, but in the neighborhood, the civilized neighborhood, the city part, Mm -hmm. we would play softball and kickball. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was 12, and I walked into the living room. My mother was sitting in the chair that she always sat in, and... She said, would you like to learn to play the guitar? And I went, and I just kept going through back to my room. And by the time I got back to my room, I said, yeah, I think I would. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, we'll get that guitar that's in the attic at your grandparents' house. And I'd seen the guitar, Mm -hmm. and it had three strings on it. And it just stayed up in the attic, had three strings, had a, on the side, it had a senor a senorita, and a palm tree painted on it. And I got the guitar and put, of course, three more strings on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. And kind of banged around on it for a while. Mm -hmm. And it was during a time when a lot of people were picking up the guitar. Mm -hmm. And before long, I started wanting an electric guitar. Mm -hmm. And that's when my dad, he said, okay, sit down. Have, let's have a seat. So we sat down at the kitchen table and he said, here is G, here's C, here's D. Now get those where you can change those chords fast. And that's the last time he played because he didn't want to work up his calluses anymore. Because <laughs> the guitar was a guitar that he and his brothers bought uh, and they got enough money by working tobacco. And that would go all the way back to the 1930s when he got that guitar. And he's from an area around Knoxville, Tennessee, way out in the country. Mm-hmm. And and they would play square dances on Saturday night. And my grandfather was an old time fiddle player. Mm-hmm. And, and then I had an uncle play piano, uncle played banjo, another uncle, and my dad played guitar. And so it's special that my mother asked me to play, if I'd be interested, and yes, I was. I was just happy that someone asked me the question. Mm -hmm. Mothers are really great. (laughs) Yeah. Even though so many times I rolled my eyes at my mother (laughs) only to be proven she was right. And then my roll eye is like, you were wrong. (laughs) Anyway, and that's how I got started. And I'm in a big old room and that guitar that I started on is still here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I still have it. Sometime back, though, I got the idea that I'd like to try to sand the little senor and the senorita and the palm tree off because it wasn't cool. But there's still a silhouette where you can see that. And later on, I learned that there was a man that came through the community. And he was needing work. And he painted. And my grandfather hired him to paint stuff around the farm. Hmm. And I guess he came down to the guitar and going, well, I could paint the guitar. And I guess my grandfather let him paint the guitar. But (laughs) it was the guy who came through town painting. And that's how the senor and senorita got, and the palm tree got painted on the guitar. Anyway. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy and kind of cool. I love the history of it. And uh, I love that it was sort of passed down. Yeah. Yeah, I like like the history of things like that, you know. And I like the close connection.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I know that where you grew up and kind of your Appalachian roots really influences and is really a big part of your music. And I think so. How this this new album, Chimney Smoke, is that's a lot of the the main theme of this album is it's a real depiction of like Southern life. Yeah. When did you start writing this album and coming up with these songs and when and why did you write this album?
0: Well, um, I'm, I, I do write songs, and I'm always working on a song, whether I know it or not. <laughs> Some of these songs uh, started as early as um, 2018, mm-hmm. and I just started, I just realized I'm at a place in my life that I wanted to write what, uh, just write the best I could because there's so many songs out there. And do we really need more songs? Mm, No, not really. There's quite a few out there. (laughs) But my belief is that whoever is interested that we need that person's song. But my job and their job is to write the best song possible. And it's about communication. And it's about pulling someone in. And it's about uh, letting someone know how you feel about something, it may be turn somebody on about something or an idea or mm-hmm. a perspective. So I just started getting a good collection of songs. Mm-hmm. I um, I got um, there's a song called Jump Dance South mm-hmm. that I'm particularly uh, proud of. I um, I lost my mother. She passed away in 2018. And she was 91, and she missed my dad a lot. He had passed away three years earlier. He was 98 when he passed away. They lived a long life together. But I didn't really realize it, but I I was ended up kind of conjuring up some things with her. Mm -hmm. She was a good influence on me. And uh, I sat and wrote that song the whole summer of 2018, rewriting, hanging out. I got a son he's he's in the very early twenties, 22 to be exact. And he would go, Oh, I like that. I like that. And it's like, oh, that's, that's a good thing. When he says he likes something, it's like I've reached him because <laughs> he's, he's got good taste. <laughs> yeah, And um, so I wrote that song and the, the first line of that is um, you open your mouth. It's all South. There's no County line to where you begin. And your mom is calling you and all you know to do is put it down and holler back at her. Mm -hmm. And I realized, wow, I'm talking to my mom. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it goes different places and it gets a little bit more metaphorically. But that's a song that got written. And I was happy about getting that song written. Mm -hmm. Chimney Smoke, I wrote while we were making the record because I felt like I needed that sound. Mm -hmm. And I needed something to kind of go, what am I missing here? And sure enough, I wrote the song. I'm going, okay, there's that song. And then I sent it to my producer. He goes, yeah, yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, that's definitely going on the record.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, And so all of the songs just came at different times. I Different reasons of happening. Some are totally inspired. A lot of things that I write, I start writing, and I really don't know where I'm going and i may not have the clarity of the idea and i like that i'm not afraid to go there yeah um the song that i most care about on the record is called gone with gone and long time Mm -hmm. and that's three characters they're drifters One's drifter number one drifter is called john a gone and he's with number two drifter because he's with gone and then there's number three And he's long time. So it's all disguised as these drifters coming through town, but there's a whole lot in that song that can't be talked about. It's more about something that you just can't put into words. Mm -hmm. When you say gone with gone and long time. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 there's a lot there to that. I, I, I find that, uh, uh, I go there and uh, kind of like where it takes me, but there's so many. I don't know, Jack. Lord have yeah. mercy. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, there's uh, a
1: lot to it.
0: It's a, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff. Let me say that early on when I was writing the record or writing just writing, and then you hope you get enough songs for a record. I went, man, I want to write sort of a southern kind of record that expresses mm-hmm. kind of my south. And I kind of studied this thing called Southeastern 500. It's a NASCAR race.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I studied the race. And it's, it's, it happened down in Darlington, South Carolina. And it got started in the early fifties. And the only thing I could learn from that race and the idea of that race is that in 1951, there was a race car driver. His name was Fireball Roberts, and he won that year. And it talks about how he won, and then in his car he wore a Hawaiian shirt and Bermuda shorts and <laughs> flip flops, and had a rooster with him in the car. <laughs> oh my gosh! And it's like, wow, that's so good. But that was the best story I could find, and so I, I said, oh well, that was my little journey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. So I kind of quit that idea, Mm -hmm. but I made the record and listening to it. And I went, I'll be darned. I really, I made this, I made my Southern record. So I quit worrying about it. And it just came together that it's a lot about my upbringing, Mm -hmm. my Southern upbringing. And then it's about other things, but there are some particular songs there that kind of speak to sense of place. Mm -hmm. And I like sense of place. And I like for us all to know kind of where we come from and to yeah. kind of try to identify, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Where do you live?
1: Uh, I live in Texas, yeah, around Fort Worth. Do you? Yes.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of good Texas songwriters down there, aren't there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there must be something in the water.
0: <laughs> I think that's what they say? It's something in the water. Yeah, out, yeah, there's there's good Tennesseans, but boy, those there's a lot of Texas songwriters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Sense of Place, mm-hmm. you're identifying that there, Jack, on the record, uh, Sense of Place. And you know, coming from the hills here, mm-hmm. we have a lot of influence of uh, music that's been passed down and a lot of music that a lot of different people played and r- written, Carter Family. Mm-hmm. There's one thing about this area and it always has been is that people tell stories Yeah. and they pass stories down Mm -hmm. and, and we've always known to be, be friendly. Mm -hmm. And I think when I wrote chimney smoke, I was trying to conjure up everything that I've learned from being a boy to who I am now. And I like in the chorus that I'm able to actually sing and say, you may laugh, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to ask, because mm-hmm. I really am. I'm going to ask, you might laugh. Mm-hmm. What's it worth to sing this song? And it's the honest question I've got. Do you really even care that I'm singing about something like the my upbringing? You know, mm-hmm. but I like asking that question. It's a, it's an important question. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that was long-winded.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed getting to learn about all these songs because they're there's a a lot of stories behind them I can tell. It's a- yeah,
0: there are stories, and um, like I said, I did my best that I could is to to make the best song possible.
1: Mm-hmm. So it just kind of just kind of fell into into place.
0: Yeah, I hope so, and I like that you like it, and that you yeah. said okay, it's good, and I'm glad to reach out to you with it. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's all it's about. You know what I'm really frustrated with is all of the daggum likes that you're supposed to get and all the social media kind of likes yeah. and all that stuff and I'm working on it but yeah that's that's the hard part of all this
1: because it's not what you're it's it, kind of like
0: you, you want to spend your time
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it isn't and it's it isn't it's but strange, I'm doing my best. such a it's such a big part of, of music now because it's not it's what you're a not-
0: very big part people look at how many listeners you got oh it's not enough oh I won't listen to this mm-hmm. and it's yeah, but it is what it is. I'm trying to. I'm trying to up my
1: profile. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, so, uh, uh, you're a really, really great songwriter, and and in fact, you you actually uh, teach songwriting at I believe it's East Tennessee State University. Yes, I do. Uh, well, how did that come about?
0: Well, that program in the mid '80s started a program bluegrass country and old-time music and mm-hmm. you could go and study that kind of music. Oh wow I know And then years later it became it got so approved that you could major in it and graduate mm-hmm. with a degree wow. in bluegrass country old-time music. And through the years there have been people coming from Japan, uh, Alaska, tehran i had two students from tehran um they've all come because they love the music and they love Mm -hmm. the idea so early on in that program uh i said look i i would love to be a part of the songwriting class
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so i've been doing that for a long time and you say teaching songwriting you know i just i i try to tell everyone that i let's show up let's let's be present (laughs) let's meet up Mm -hmm. uh, and see what we can do i said what i can help you do is help your routine maybe help you not have the negative voice maybe i can help you honor what's important to you to sing about so that's what i do in my songwriting Mm -hmm. classes just try to try to like kind of be the the sponge and let them kind of soak soak it up a little bit and I try yeah. to th- pause this stuff you know
1: yeah that's awesome
0: I love yeah. it it's good
1: yeah and yeah. I, I, I believe that one of your one of your former students is amethyst Kia yeah and uh, she's featured on several of the songs on this new album
0: she is she is uh we spent a lot of time together in school mm-hmm. uh we had we spent a lot of time hanging out uh doing guitar stuff mm-hmm. and yes yeah, she was in my songwriting class and She's quite an incredible person, her story and her talent. Mm-hmm. It's its great. I'm glad to see her success. So when I said, would you be willing to sing on some of my songs? She went, of course. And so she, she she's featured pretty good on Chimney Smoke, mm-hmm. um, another song, Just Like You, River, and then another one, Better Just Ride the Mule. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a real honor to have her as well as while we're talking about singers, I've got this really great songwriter. She sings on gone with gone. Her yes. name's Gretchen Peters.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. She's it's like, oh, she goes, Ed. Okay. She said, this song's really good. She said, this song reminds me of a Mickey Newberry song. I'm going, Oh, that is such a compliment, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and then Mara O'Connell sings on one and she's a great mm-hmm. singer. And, um, Malcolm Holcomb, who's a great friend of mine and a character. There's only one Malcolm Holcomb. (laughs) Thank goodness, you know, he's, he's a beautiful person and he sings on one. And then Bobby field who produced it, sang on one. And then a partner who I still sing music with Eugene Wolf Mm -hmm. does backup vocals. So that's my singers on the record. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. I, I'm not sure how much time you have uh, left, but I, I got more time. I'd love to ask you about the venue that you've that you co-founded. Yeah, uh, the Down Home, love uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. You'll
0: have to come here sometime.
1: Oh yeah, I'd love to. It sounds like a it seems like a really really amazing place.
0: Yeah, what do you have in Fort Worth? Where do you have to go to hear music in an intimate setting?
1: Uh, there's a couple places around. There's a place called The Post that has some really great songwriters and okay. a good listening room. and
0: there's a place in Dallas, you're not know, that far from Dallas uh, and being in Fort Worth, Uh Davis yes. yeah, yeah. poor Davis pub,
1: yeah, yeah then there pub. used to be a
0: place called Gruen's Hall. I can't remember where that is. I Gruen. Uh, Grange no, green,
1: green yeah, Hall. Green,
0: yeah yeah, yeah
1: there's a uh, there's a couple places around here that yeah. are pretty good. yeah, it really just depends on where you go <laughs>
0: right. The Down Home, um, we started that so people, we started it where you came to the club to listen to music or to react to it, and, and that's why we made it, and uh, we we created the room, it's all wood, it's very barn-like, and so it sounds good, it is really barn wood in there, and it is it is very difficult to get a nail in it, it's hard oak. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's hard, but... The, the drums and the bass really resonate, mm-hmm. and it's about, it's it's 2,000 square feet. It's not big, yeah. and um, have a stage, not a high stage, not a big stage, nothing mm-hmm. fancy. Uh, here lately, I've been telling people, hey, if you've never been here before, this is how it's always looked, <laughs> and they go, oh, okay, I said, that's not easy to do, because yeah. it really does look like it's always looked. Yeah, and uh, and that's kind of cool. So people go, oh yeah, but uh, we've had some great music, Mm -hmm. and we're only open when we have something to present. But we've had all of the blues greats. Mm
1: -hmm. I saw Willie Dixon and Johnny Hooker. Yeah,
0: Yeah, just some yeah, pretty amazing.
1: Greatest blues songwriters of all time.
0: Yeah, and so coming to East Tennessee. It's like they usually would play like in bigger cities,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, so them coming to the down home was like them coming to a lot that they used to grow, grow up in, like in a juke joint or something, you uh-huh. know, but Willie Dixon. Yeah. John Lee Hooker, Gatemouth Brown, Coco Taylor, yeah. Queen yeah. Ida, you know, and then all of the great guitar players in that world, Ronnie Earl and Duke Robillard uh, just that bunch. And then in the acoustic world, you know, John Hartford, and oh, Norman Blake, Parker. yeah, and Norman Blake played here a lot, um, and then in the singer songwriter world, Towns Van Zant played here a lot, and Guy Clark, yeah. and a lot of the great songwriters. Uh, so it's a really good place. I yeah, love it. Awesome. I know it is how, awesome.
1: How has it been uh, running that while you're also you know, a, a touring musician as well? Like-
0: you know, that's a good thing. My my world of a touring musician is I get different work. I I have never been a musician that has been able to get out and go on the road for three weeks. I've done that Mm -hmm. uh, uh, being an actor and being in theater. Uh, But I go out for like a a weekend, maybe another gig a couple of weeks later. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is getting busier. Mm -hmm. I've got a pretty good, um, you know, the calendar uh, set up. But you have to have people to help you. Because it's not just me, it's everybody that makes the place. I got a song called The Down Home. Mm-hmm. It, if you go, it's on my record, uh, it's called Record Shop. Mm-hmm. It's on Spotify. But um, that that speaks a lot to the the vibe of the down home. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird to write a song about something. It's actually not easy. But I went, oh, wow, the song just came. It's about, I don't know, it's at least 10 verses. Wow. I know it's long, but it's fun, And it's kind of, it's not talking blues, but it's very close to a talking blues. But you know, the other beautiful thing about it is that it's a real diverse crowd of people that come Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it could be young. And my son, who's 22 now, he grew up in the down home and he would sleep kind of like behind a little wall or by a booth. Mm -hmm. And he would just hang out at the bar and, Cut out cardboard and create cardboard and games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, a big, a big variety of people from young to old, mm-hmm. you know? And
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: The journey of a place like this is always getting people to get come out for one thing. And the other part of the journey is getting them to come out to see someone they've never heard of because it's incredible. How many people you don't know, but how many are out there creating and it just being wonderful Mm -hmm. kind of catch, you know, I was trying to kind of bring the parallel into that. Some of these people are not into 50,000 likes, Mm -hmm. but they're just out there doing their thing, you know? Yeah. And years ago as a musician, I know this is going to sound silly. This in my life, but it's someone like my grandfather's life who Mm -hmm. played fiddle he would play in the evening Mm -hmm. after he worked out in the fields during the day, you know? So there's a real honesty to that music. And I know that that's still a part of mine and probably my stubbornness to it too. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's good to have attitude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As long as you contain it and not get too crazy. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. You're uh... asking really good questions there, Jack. This is fun.
1: Oh thank you. It's been really nice getting to getting to learn about you and your music and your life. Yeah, You've got a really I, great uh story, really great body of work. Thank and, you. Yeah, I'm really proud to have you uh on on my podcast.
0: Well, it's an honor. And I hope we could uh, stay in touch a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'd love to.
0: You know, I did a podcast with this um a crew out of Denver last year and it's on my website. And I have this new website. It's com, mm-hmm. And that podcast is on there. But um, if you'd be willing, I'd love to share our our time together here on my on the site.
1: Oh, yeah, of course.
0: If you'd send me a link to it, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, sure. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything else to, to shoot the breeze with?
1: Uh, Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is there anything you would like to touch on or... Uh, anything you'd like to anything more you'd like to tell people about? I mean, of course, go listen to Chimney Smoke pre pre-save and pre-order and
0: yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the records on vinyl and CD. I know that's old school stuff, but you know, I'm looking for the the gig to get to somebody's town. I'm going out to Santa Barbara in September, playing a couple of festivals regionally around here. Mm-hmm. Just kind of working my way. I used to come to play in Texas. I'd play down in Austin at a place called the Cactus Cafe. Yeah. And uh, and then there used to be a really fun place called La Zona Rosa. And it was owned, or one of the partners was Marsha Ball, who's a great mm-hmm. piano player. Yeah. So I like going to places and trying to find those places that they have to uh, present music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, awesome. um, that's, that's my goal, is just trying to get the record out. And like I said, trying to make the best song and maybe... Catch somebody's ear, you know. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> do you well, go to school? Yeah, uh, work. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, home. do you go to school?
1: I actually homeschool.
0: Oh, very good. I got some friends at homeschool. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's good. That's good. How'd you get into this podcast world?
1: Well, for the pandemic, I would I, I did a little show called Guitar Slingers. I would interview guitarists and I would make a little video out of it. And, yeah. and then when the pandemic happened, I couldn't do those anymore. Couldn't do them in person. So I figured okay. I'd start a podcast where I could kind of do a, a similar thing, but with all kinds of people, guitar players, songwriters, good. Good. Uh, singers, you know, all, all sorts of people. And so, yeah, that's how this kind of came about. Okay.
0: Very nice. I tell you what, the Kenny Vaughn, who plays the guitar on on this chimney smoke, Mm-hmm. Do you know him?
1: Uh, uh, It it sounds very familiar.
0: He plays in Marty Stewart's band. Mm. He's one of the um, superlatives. Yes. Fabulous superlatives? Yep. Something like that. Anyway, holler at me sometime because Kenny is a really fun, great guy. I bet he would love to do your podcast.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That would be great.
0: And he really he got excited about my record he went man this is this is good and i'm like going cool i love that he likes the record you know what yeah. i mean yeah, so that's awesome yeah let's stay in touch on that
1: yeah i'd love to and thank you so much for for coming on here and talking with me
0: it's and, been a uh, real pleasure jack
1: yeah and thanks to everybody for listening yeah once again this is jack barksdale's rich revival this is ed Snodderly. A new album coming out next month, Chimney Smoke. I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to be talking with you. So thanks, hey, thanks
0: you. again. All the and best.